Welcome back into another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of current events. Today we're going to be hitting a hot button topic that's in the news and that is the government shutdown. We're going to talk about what it is, why it's happening, and how it affects government employees differently. Uh, depending on whether you're a furloughed employee, whether you're working and not getting paid, or whether you're just told to stay home. Uh, we're going to dig into it. Uh, this was a question that was asked to us offline by some of our listeners, so we're going to hit that. And if you guys have any questions, you can hit us up on any of the social media sites. We are at Tragos Law, or you can send me an email at petertragos at greeklaw.com. Okay, so before we talk about the government shutting down, let's first give a little bit of background about how government funding even happens. All right, what happens is uh, by September 30th of the year prior, um, the government, meaning Congress, has to approve a budget for the operation of the government. Uh, the Senate passes it, goes to the House, they, pa- you know, they pass their, their uh, competing or complementing bill, it goes to the president, it gets signed off. That's how everybody gets paid. When there is an issue that is not going to have that budget get passed by the 30th, normally Congress will pass an interim budget just to keep things going until the final bill gets passed. Or when that totally falls apart, you get what we have now, which is no funding at all. So, and there's been a lot of times through history that there have been almost shutdowns, but what does it actually mean when there is a government shutdown? Government shutdown basically means there's no budget in place, meaning that uh, these parts of the government that have discretionary budgets are closed down and, you know, they're not either not working or not being paid. So there's a lot of things that the government does and pays for that will stop and that's non-essential type of things. But a lot of things keep going and the people just go to work and don't get paid. And we're going to kind of get to that in a little bit. When when a government shuts down, there are certain functions of the government that stops because there's no money in place to pay for those items. And then other things, the government workers are just working for free. So that's kind of what a government shutdown means. And has it ever happened before this most recent one in 2018-19? Since 1981, the government has shut down 12 times. Okay, and let's go back through some of the, the major issues that we've had in the past that have caused government shutdowns like in 1995. I remember 1995 because I was in the Army. And what had happened was it was a time when Bill Clinton was trying to balance the budget. And the issue was whether or not they would cut Medicare and Medicaid funding in order to help uh, reduce the, you know, the deficit. And during those times, I remember, they literally shut us down. My superiors came in and said, all right, you know, we're, we're still here. We're still working. And it was funny because they said, well, you're not getting paid. And what really happened was, yeah, you are getting paid, but just not now. We actually all got back paid. But we didn't train those days. We just sat around and, you know, shot the breeze. Okay. And then in 2013, one of the more recent ones, the government shut down because they couldn't come to an agreement on Obamacare and how much of that would be paid for and how exactly it would be written and look like when it's put into practice. But they actually did end up agreeing to that. And the government popped back up relatively quickly. Um what about in uh, January of 2018? If you all remember, the whole issue with the uh, DACA, meaning the uh, children of illegal immigrants, uh, those folks uh, caused, or I should say was the, was the focus of the 2018 January uh, government shutdown. So they couldn't agree on how to handle those issues. And then right away in February, there was like a five-hour government shutdown just because 
Uh, Rand Paul didn't agree with the spending bill that added $300 billion in debt, and they ended up agreeing to a bill that I guess was $80 million more in debt. So $80 billion. $80 billion. So you, you'll see kind of a, a theme here in that the two sides don't agree on how to handle a big issue or how to fund a big issue. They shut the government down until they can agree and compromise on a certain number or a certain action to take, and then the government comes back up. And the, the reason a government shutdown is such a big deal and such a big threat is because nobody wants that. Nobody in Congress or Senate or the president really wants a government shutdown because it hamstrings them and doesn't let them do what their purpose is to do. And so it really just slows down everything they want to get accomplished. It's like a stone wall, for lack of a better word, when we get to what the reason is for this current, which is the longest government shutdown ever. What is the what is the how did we get here? Well, unless you've been living under a rock for the last couple of weeks, you'll understand that there is a uh, budget item for $5 billion. I think it's like 5.7 or something. Is that what it is? Something like that. Add those numbers. What's $700 million? uh, To build a wall, a southern wall between Mexico and the United States. And that's what this one's about. And Trump is trying to put that into our spending bill. And obviously not everybody agrees that even a lot of Republicans don't agree with it in uh, Congress. So that's what the stone wall has occurred in this case. That's what's caused the government shutdown. And that's what's causing us to be in the situation that we're in now as a country dealing with this for the longest shutdown ever. So government shutdowns affect government employees basically more than they affect anybody else. So let's kind of dig into how it affects different government employees, starting with the essential employees or also known as the critical employees. Essential or critical employees are government employees that are are parts that cannot, that are part of the government that cannot shut down. And what are some examples of those? I'll give you an example. Anything that has to do with national security, defense, um, and... Okay, let's get more specific, though, and talk about some of the actual departments and numbers that we're dealing with. All right. For example, the Department of Agriculture, uh, they have about 95,000 workers. Of those 95,000 workers, 60% of them are considered essential, meaning they're coming to work every day. The Department of Commerce, if you know, for example, the Federal Reserve, they fall under that department. Uh, they've got about 13% of their of their 50,000 employees that are considered essential. They're coming to work. Homeland Security, the vast majority of those folks are going to work. Housing and urban development, uh, of those about, let's say, 7,500 employees, 5% are coming to work every day and are considered In Homeland Security, you didn't say, but 87% of 230,000 sure. employees. So most of them, and that's a huge yeah, number, are still critical. Right. Um, what else? The Justice Department. The, the Justice Department. I mean, the, most of those folks are coming to work. I would say 80% of their 100,000, 115,000 are coming to work. Uh, beyond that, the Treasury Department for like tax refunds of them, only about 15% uh, are, are coming to work of their 87,000 employees, which could delay your tax refund. Uh, the Department of Transportation, 34% are the 66%, 66% are yeah, that's right. coming are to work. Essential. Right. right. So that those gives you some specifics of, of what is thought of or known or actually factually is a critical or essential employee. So they're coming to work right now and they're not getting paid, right? Correct. Okay, so what's going to happen in the future when the budget does get approved? Well, because they're actually working, they're going to be back paid, all of them. And the only way that can happen is for a, a it to be built into the budget for them to get that back pay. Correct. And there's actually some language that they put in to make it retroactive. Okay, so so they're most likely going to get paid, you know, whenever this gets figured out. Now let's kind of go to the non-essential slash critical employees, which 
um, are is the exact opposite percentage of everything that we just read, which is just a small percentage of Homeland Security, just a small percentage of the Justice Department, but larger percentage of the commerce, of housing and urban development, of the Treasury, some larger percentages of, of those departments um, are non-essential and non-critical. What, what's being told to those workers? Well, those poor folks uh, are in kind of limbo because they're told, do not come to work. So not only are they not being paid. And that's but, what furloughed means. You're right. hearing a lot of that in the news. And, and they're just not coming to work. And uh, and also not getting paid. And not getting paid. Now, the question is going to be, are those employees, because they're considered non-essential, are they going to be paid uh, with the um, and when the budget is approved? Well, right now, it looks like Trump has written them into a current resolution that's been proposed saying that they are going to get back paid for this time that they've been furloughed. So it looks like they're going to, but there's no guarantees because they're not actually working. And that can be scary for a lot of these families. And we've seen some polls posted, actually, that, you know, 80% of America lives paycheck to paycheck. So even though you're being told, okay, you're going to get back pay, you're going to get paid this eventually, going two or three or four or five or six weeks without a paycheck is really difficult for a lot of fam- for the majority of families in America. Right. And, and I'll show you, there was, there was an article that came out recently locally here in, uh, in the Tampa Bay area. We have a large Coast Guard presence because obviously we're on the water. And the Coast Guard is one of those agencies that is shut down, but their personnel is essential. So they're not being paid, but they have to show up because you definitely don't want to have no security uh, and also no safety personnel out there. And the Coast Guard folks got a lot of grief because they sent out a memorandum to all of their uh, their, their young soldiers, actually they're called sailors or uh, Coast Guardsmen, telling them, you know, have garage sales or, you know, try to, you know, call Find your other landlord. ways to make money. Basically. Yeah, and let them know that you're going to be late on your rent. And so that's another interesting kind of tangential discussion. But a lot of times when you have these, especially military, but these government shutdowns, which again, there haven't been a lot of them and there definitely haven't been any that have been this long, but a lot of landlords and banks and stuff will work with you so that you can defer your mortgage payment until the government's back up and running and you actually get your back pay. So there are things some of these government workers can do to delay the debts that they owe because they're not getting paid for uh, during this government shutdown. Um, so next we'll kind of move on to what parts of the budget are mandatory and what, what people are always going to get paid and what, what funds are always going to be working to, to what departments? I'll give you some examples. There are uh, government departments that are not in the discretionary portion of the uh, of funding. Okay, what are those? For example, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. Um, so that money keeps rolling. That money keeps rolling because it's already built in. Same thing with what, with what we consider Obamacare. Those right. dollars are already... Uh, are, are basically planned long term and they're already in the budget they don't have to be approved and it's also kind of similar to like a government contract a company that has a government contract that's already been signed off on and already been paid those workers are still getting paid and still working today like you know the the government has a company that's building roads and that company keeps building roads they've already signed off and given them their billion dollars to build all this infrastructure they keep rolling they've already been approved that contract's already been approved and probably already been paid so those people keep getting paid but that's different than some contract workers for the government why don't you explain the difference right. there are people that work for private agencies that contract with the government and these people normally work side by side with regular government employees and what happens, those folks, if their department is furloughed, they don't come to work either. The difference is those people will not be paid. So the government contract for these days or weeks at this point will not be honored. In, an example of that would be like a security guard at one of the places where the government shutdown 
causes the whole building to shut down. You don't need the front desk security guard that's actually not a government worker, but he's contracted through a separate security company. He is sent home and he is not getting back pay. Right. So it actually, you know, can hit some of those people even harder. Um, so when we talk about the government shutdown and these people not getting paid and everything that they can do kind of to try to delay debts that they have to pay, when is it looking like this one's going to end and how does something like this government shutdown end? You know, the only way the government shutdown ends is the two sides get together and make a deal and agree to something and then propose and pass a budget. Which is how all of them have ended in the past is you end up compromising like the one where there was going to be $300 billion in debt and they agreed on $80 billion more going into debt. Something like that has to happen, I guess, with the wall. But it's kind of unprecedented because not only is it the longest one, but we're dealing with a president that has no real political past for us to guess what he's going to do to, to you know come up with some kind of compromise. But it's also not a bipartisan issue. Uh, a lot of Republicans also oppose, you know, putting a $5 billion number in there to pay for the wall. And then obviously a lot of Democrats obviously oppose that. So it's not really a 50-50 split that we're coming to the table to try to agree on and, and compromise. So that, that puts a wrench in the, in the uh, wheel here about how and when it's actually going to be resolved. Sure. It's the great unknown at this point. The reality is it's going to have to end eventually. And what might happen is they may have to pass an interim budget just to get some of these... Uh, these departments funded and some of the essential employees paid the non-essential employees back working something kind of to bridge the gap or maybe push the issue of the wall to another budget but i don't you know we'll see if trump actually wants to do that but so yeah so i mean there's really no telling when this one could end it could end before you even hear this podcast or it could end like trump said months or years down the road hopefully not but so that's kind of our little breakdown of the government shutdown Uh, thanks for listening in today and we'll be with you guys next time